let's reflect to a more innocent time when we would go to school. I'm talking about grade school, primary school, maybe even preschool and kindergarten. And we would much look forward to an activity called show and tell. Now, I can tell you all kinds of things, and I do on this program. I can tell you I can tell you that we've got a Trump person looking like they're turning against him. I can tell you that we've got the mainstream media turning against Biden. I can tell you that we have Trump's lawyers with really good insight into what's really going on. I can tell you that America and Americans' values are even in the Midwest and what used to be the heart and soul and the heartbeat of America as far as being flyover country is now being absolutely overrun by woke or ideologies that are not compatible with American life. I can tell you all these things, but it's probably best that I show them to you. And that's what we're going to do this episode. Let me start off by sharing this footage, which has been going viral. Looks like it happened um, last week, but it now is getting out there and people are seeing it. This is happening in America, what I'm about to show you. Not in Europe, where we've seen these things happen, but here in America, in Minnesota. I understand that, right. but Jesus is associated with religion and it's offending people. No, it's not. Actually, it's not a religion. It's about, it's about eternal life. Okay, but it's the same thing, okay? People have been offended, and like I said, all we were asking you is to take your shirt off, you can go to Macy's or we can leave. I didn't say anything though. I didn't speak. I didn't I didn't speak. I didn't I didn't say anything. I just went to the basis. Now the story gets a little bit more interesting. I'm not gonna show you the whole clip. You get the gist of it. But he was on mall security. And he is was preaching and talking talking to people about Jesus, which, by the way, is your constitutional right. You have freedom of speech, but he is in a, he was in a private place and they asked him to leave, and he did, and he didn't come back. He was barred for twenty four hours, and then this time he came, didn't speak to anyone. He just had his shirt on. Again, sir, it is religious soliciting. There is no soliciting allowed on law property, which is private property. Okay. So again, what is going to get off the shop, man? There are many comments on social media. One of them says he should have forced them to arrest him and then sue them all for violating his constitutional rights. But folks, this is all by design. This is all planned to get into the mind of Americans that free speech is okay as long as that speech isn't offensive with fake things like hate speech and other ideas that are not in the Constitution that are created after the Constitution to limit constitutional rights. And folks, this is all by design. This stuff is planned. We saw it happening years ago, but it really came into the public view with Obama's we're going to fundamentally change America. And that's what they're trying to do, fundamentally change us. 
and they're not even secretive about it. Now I can, in a weird segue here, tell you that the globalists exists, that there is a cabal of people in business, politics, and entertainment all colluding together to fundamentally change America and society. But it's probably best that I show you. And let me show you what Klaus Schwab had to say at the opening of the Crystal Award Ceremony at the World Economic Forum meeting. Welcome to the annual meeting 2023. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, and I could go on. I could have told you that these are globalists, but it's better to show you. You just heard Klaus Schwab right there say global society, and then he lists those in the globalist society, governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, calling them stakeholders. Are we free people, not stakeholders of society? No, everything must be planned, plotted and schemed way in advance for our good, supposedly. That is why the theme of Davos this year is cooperation in a fragmented world, a world that they fragmented and now they want to cure. Age-old tactic, create the problem and then make yourself as a solution. And just in case you weren't aware, they use their pawns in the media and entertainment to push agendas. Edris Elba, the famous international actor, who I was kind of rooting for being the next James Bond, if they were going to go progressive, all right, make James Bond a black male and use a British guy. Uh, I could get behind that, not for wokeness, but hey, if you're going to go that route, Edris Elba would have been a, a great choice for that. And here he is showing he is yet another Hollywood or British broadcasting tool of the globalists. We understand the power and the change that can come from this room. Davos has become the de facto platform for governments, for corporates, for philanthropists, for activism, for protesters to mobilize quickly, which is why we're all here, because we can move with agility and speed, and your speed is needed now. So I could have told you that Hollywood is all out there messaging for the globalists, but it was best that I just show you. He said here, in case you missed it, if you're not familiar with this actor, he's also been in the Thor movies and the Avengers movies. So he has obviously worldwide appeal. He said that power and change come from this room. That Davos has become the de facto platform for governments, 
corporates, philanthropists, activism, and protesters to mobilize quickly. And guess who's there to mobilize and get their marching orders? As I've reported before, we have FBI Christopher, FBI Director Christopher Ray. We also have Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia and uh, dozens of other heads of state and heads of different alphabet agencies in the West. Now I can tell you, moving on, that the DOJ and the FBI is corrupt. I could tell you that. But why don't I just show you by showing you someone who's disgraced, who was on CNN calling for the DOJ not to cooperate with House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan, who has launched his first congressional investigation into the classified documents stored in Joe Biden's UPenn Biden fake think tank office and at his home and garage. And I'm talking about disgraced, lying Andrew McCabe and what he said the DOJ should do on CNN. This House Judiciary Committee investigation into the DOJ actions related to the to the president's handling of the classified documents today. How much does that impact the DOJ ongoing investigation? Well, I think that DOJ will likely, I certainly would advise them if they were willing to listen to my advice, I would advise them to take a very hard line against that. Andrew McCabe said the DOJ should refuse to cooperate with the House GOP investigation and once again work in secrecy under the famous ongoing investigation excuse. There is a a clear precedent here of not sharing information from an ongoing criminal investigation with Congress. And I think the DOJ is in a very strong position to resist on those grounds. Who knows what comes of that resistance? Maybe DOJ leadership starts getting subpoenaed and ultimately that fight will end up in the courts. um, And that could drag things out. Let's not forget this guy got busted for lying to the FBI, but he still got his way in the end, and he's on CNN. What he wants the DOJ here is to not cooperate with Jim Jordan and run out the clock. Sure, they could get subpoenas, they'll go to the court, but see, everything will be on their time frame. We want the truth now, all a cover-up for, uh, for Biden. Just keep running out the clock, keep running out the clock. And then that's the tactic. Now, here's another funny clip. Let me tell you that Adam Schiff is a liar and a partisan. I could I could tell you that, but why don't I show it to you? The man who was quick to jump to the conclusion because he was part of the plotting against President Trump, every single time something had to do with Trump, he would jump to conclusions and go on all the networks and talk about how evidence is in plain sight, right? He is now saying that everyone should just take a pause and be measured before jumping to conclusions about this whole Biden slash garage gate mess. The, the White House knew about this on November 2nd. So that was almost a full week before the midterm elections. We didn't learn about it. The public wasn't informed until this week. And it was only after uh, the story was, uh, you know, was out there. Reporters were asking questions. Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? 
Uh, I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. <laughs> when have we ever heard Adam Schiff reserve judgment until later? Absolutely ridiculous. And then, of course, he's on there, right, to push the talking point that everyone on the left and the mainstream media is pushing because, of course, President Trump was raided at Mar-a-Lago, even though he was a president and had the ability to de uh, to declassify information. They've got to get the talking point in that this is very different that, than what Trump did. And you'll be hearing, if you haven't already heard, these reasons and excuses ad nauseum. But I think it's important to point out uh, that the Biden uh, approach was very different in the sense that um, it looks, uh, as far as we can tell, that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. When they were discovered, they were immediately provided to the archives or to the Justice Department. There was no effort to hold on to them, no effort to conceal them, no effort to obstruct uh, the Justice Department's investigation. All of that is a very sharp contrast to Donald Trump's handling of the situation. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, folks, we're about 13 minutes into this episode. If you've watched this far, then you obviously like our content. You like the reporting I'm doing here. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button and put your comments down below. Your engagement with this episode and you pressing the like button are the two biggest things you can do to help us. And also sharing this on social media. Just share the link to this video on social media. And if you haven't done so yet, please hit the subscribe button. It's greatly appreciated. I don't think we uh, we had a soft open uh, on this episode. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, the Black Conservative Patriot. Appreciate you being here. Let me remind you that we do have a sister YouTube channel in which my daughter reports news with no commentary. You can find her reporting over at the BCP report, or the link is down below. Uh, we also have an off-platform show called BCP Unfiltered in which I share and analyze news topics and things that just is not wise or allowed to explore those here on YouTube. YouTube has their rules. We want to be on here, so we follow their rules. But there's lots of things we have to say and lots of things we want to comment on and that we want to explore and report on because that's what I do. I just don't do it here. So join our community for free over at therealbcp.com. As a matter of fact, go over to therealbcp.com or BCP Extras. Check out episode 181 that I put up yesterday. It give, it'll give you a flavor of the type of reporting I do over there. And um, you can, you can uh, then decide if you want to join and support our work. Okay, folks, let's get into what Trump's attorney had to say, right? There's something going on here. There's something going on here, and it's more than just these documents. It seems like they're either hiding something or they're trying to get rid of Joe. Or maybe it's both. Christina, Bob. Christina, uh, you're not simply a lawyer. You're also a Marine Corps major. Um, the handling of... Uh, this is what they're trying to cover. Look, and I don't want to take the bait and do the, the, the Mar-a-Lago versus, because there's no comparison. Right. So as you point out, uh, this is a very different uh, matter. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's appropriate for a special counsel to look into both situations. 
with a cleanup job. There's no reason for her to be out there other than they are trying to cover up something else. And if you have Adam Schiff and the New York Times and CNN and all these Democrats saying, oh, his inadvertent mishandling of classified documents, they're all singing that song, it lets you know that's the cover up. That's not the actual story. So I don't think the actual story has come out yet. We need to figure out what's going on there. What happened with all of this? Yes, folks. Christina Bob, attorney for President Trump and a a veteran. And uh, what was she was also what on um, OAN. What's the real story here, folks? The real story is President Trump was right. We were right when it comes to Joey being compromised by the Chinese. That's the cover-up. Oh, there may be other aspects of it, Ukraine, Russia, but the cover-up is these documents were not inadvertently ended up in his home by accident. This is a cover-up of what's really happening. The Manchurian candidate sharing secrets in between his vice presidency and his installation into the Oval Office as president with foreign actors. This, if it turns out to be true, I'm saying that because we're here on YouTube. If it turns out to be true, and I think it is, and it will be, and all indications are that this is a true statement, then this is the biggest treason we have probably seen in the history of this country. I could tell you that, but let me show you someone who is more connected to what's going on drawing the same conclusion. You know, who had access to those documents? What did they see? The fact that it's about Ukraine is extremely, extremely interesting given how pertinent Ukraine is, not just today, but how important it was in Donald Trump's administration. That was the first impeachment hoax with the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. And then now you've got the United States has sent close to 100 billion dollars over to the Ukraine. And of course, the Hunter Biden laptop says 10% for the big guy. Is Joe Biden getting kickbacks from this? What's happening to the money? There's been no oversight. So there's a lot, a lot of questions here. And I don't believe for a second that the media is uh, telling the story honestly. They aren't, folks. They aren't. And even when they seem to be throwing Biden under the bus... They're doing it so that he resigns, so he leaves, so they can bring in VP Harris and and or eventually someone else. But they don't want the truth to come out about the spying and the access to classified information that Biden is providing to foreign powers. Once again, we don't know who's coming and going because as I reported earlier, there are no logs. Visitor logs, that is, uh, for Joe Biden's, or, or that's a lie they're telling us. There's no logs of his visitors at his home because it's a private residence. Everything was under scrutiny for Trump, but Biden, come on, he's a president, it's his residence. If it's his residence, why the hell are we paying for that new wall? Okay, folks, here's an example of CNN seeming like they're being fair. And this has to do with Joe Biden saying, fighting with Peter Ducey, saying, "Hey, uh, uh, the uh, I don't I don't know anything about these documents, but they were in a secured garage." And then the RNC tweeting out the 
uh, video of the garage showing that it is not locked and secured. Actually, let me just show you all of those. Let me show you the Peter Ducey back and forth from last week. Let me show you what the RNC put up with, 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 with Joe's Corvette and he does and he, showing that he has a messy garage. And then the, uh, the cover-up reporting that seems to be uh, fair and balanced, but really it's just part of the cover-up not to get to the real story of the documents being provided by Joe Biden to foreign enemies of America. Okay. Classified, classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, the, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Was in a garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. He was referring to the, the photograph of the Biden garage. I don't know what your garage looks like, but here's, <laughs> here's the photograph. So there's Biden and his sweet 1967 Stingray. But look on the back left there. I don't know if we can push in there, but that looks like a mess. That's worse than my garage. <laughs> that's worse than my garage. I mean, that's not where I don't know exactly where the documents are in that garage, but that does not look like what a secure location would be. <laughs> Ah, uh, you're so funny, Jake Dapper. Trying to get people to get all riled up and think that you're being nonpartisan by saying, yeah, that is not, and, and it isn't, you're right, that's not a secure location. All part of the cover-up to get Joe Biden out on these mishandled documents so that we don't get to the real story, which is, what was he doing with those damn documents? All right, let's take a break from Joe Biden. Because we're going we're gonna to end this episode with some ridiculous MLK stuff from Biden yes, uh, um, on MLK Day, and also on what he. Uh, uh, I'll get I'll get to MLK Day stuff from yesterday from Biden. Let's let, let's take a pause here and let's see yet another person that Trump has elevated and has helped, looking like they may be stabbing President Trump in the back, or at least, if that's too harsh of a criticism for you, not supporting his 2024 run. The latest person looks like going down that route is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the new governor of Arkansas and the former press secretary and spokesperson for President Trump during his first term. Just this week, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was sworn in as the nation's youngest governor. She's already making headlines, signing a number of executive orders, including on education. Sanders served two years as the Trump White House press secretary. Former President Trump encouraged her to follow in her father's footsteps and run for governor. Now people are asking if she will ultimately support Trump in 2024. Really? Were people really wondering if Governor Huckabee Sanders was going to support President Trump and his 2024 run? Is this a setup or is that what people really are asking? I don't know, but here's how it went down. Okay, so let's look ahead to 2024. Your bio on your official page as governor describes you as a, quote, trusted confidant of President Trump. Have you talked to him about his 24 run? Will you endorse him in that? My focus right now has been on 2022, winning the election in November, preparing through transition and getting ready to take office as I did this past week. 
Yeah, here comes the spin. Sorry, Governor Sanders, but 2022 is over. You won and you started your first few days, first week as governor. Why can't you just answer the damn question? Someone asked me, are you going to support President Trump and his 2024 bid? Yes, I am. And like I did in 2016, I'm going to volunteer again in this campaign. Simple. Done. Next question. Nope. But Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders is already quite the politician. I love the president, have a great relationship with him. I know our country would be infinitely better off if he was in office right now instead of Joe Biden. But right now, my focus isn't 2024. It's focusing here in Arkansas and doing what we can to empower the people of this state and make sure that I'm delivering on the promises that I laid out over the course of the last two years. Okay, okay, Governor Huckabee Sanders, just you can answer the question. Oh, you are want to put this off. I wonder why she might want to put this off. A good journalist, even at Fox News, would ask her, okay, what kind, What are you putting it off to? When are you going to answer this question? What kind of timeline would you have for making a decision? Do you want to see who else gets into the primary? Will you wait for the nominee? My, again, my focus isn't on 2024. It's on what we can deliver in this legislative session. I'm not going to set an arbitrary timeline. I'm not really focused on that at all, but focused on what we can do to impact change and deliver on the promises that we made during the campaign season here in Arkansas. Could this just be that she doesn't want to endorse President Trump because she wants to be on the ticket with whoever is going to be the 2024 nominee for the Republican Party. And by the way, folks, just so you know, we are a Trump train channel here. And I am also don't trust the Republican Party to not try to sabotage President Trump so he doesn't even come out as the nominee for the Republican Party in 2024. Something that perhaps Governor Huckabee Sanders knows, and maybe that's why she's being quiet. Okay, so there's already speculation about your future. A piece in New York, Time, uh, New York Magazine's Intelligencer uh, was written before the president, former president, announced he was running. It says, is Sarah Huckabee Sanders already auditioning for vice president? It says, too early for Sanders to run for the top spot, but what about Trump Sanders 24? She's shown her loyalty to the former president repeatedly and then said if the former president didn't run a gun, maybe DeSantis Sanders would have a nice sunbelt ring to it. Um, you've just gotten sworn in. Do you already feel the pressure of future speculation? I, I feel the pressure of delivering this legislative session. If anything, Governor Huckabee Sanders is very, very on point, bringing everything back to I'm just focused on my job, which she should be. I don't want to take anything away from her on that. But it's a very simple question with a very simple answer. Look, if it worked for the Democrats, it could work for the Republicans. She can back President Trump. And then if she ends up being on the ticket, even only being a governor for a couple of years by the time she'd be sworn in, then, uh, you know, she can just say, hey, you know, I supported Trump and I'm happy to be the nomination of, let's say, if the Republicans uh, ixnay President Trump and through some sort of, uh, let me be careful here, if some sort of backroom dealings or whatever, DeSantis or someone else emerges as the nominee. And once again, folks, I don't think that's going to happen. I think President Trump 
I know President Trump is the most popular politician on earth right now. And he would get the nomination from the Republican Party. But I also don't trust the Republican Party not to do similar things to what the Democrat Party did in, let's say, getting rid of uh, Bernie Sanders, who was a lot more popular in the primaries than Hillary Clinton uh, or Joe Biden. But then, you know, they just went away and we got uh, Joe Biden to run for the Democrats and uh, we got Hillary in 2016 to run for the Democrats. I don't put it past the Republicans to at least try to do something like that to Trump as well. And then Huckabee Sanders could jump the ticket. But look, uh, Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist. And she still got to be on the ticket. I don't think endorsing Trump would hurt her if that's something she's looking at. Speaking of racist Joe Biden, I could tell you he's racist. I could tell you he is uh, not there. I can tell you that he's got cognitive issues. But why don't I just show it to you? Why don't I just show it to you in these clips? Let me tell you that these clips come from Sunday in which Joe Biden visited the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia to deliver remarks honoring Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, Joe Biden is a racist. And remember, if you butcher a black person's name like Kamala Harris or Katanji Brown Jackson, according to the left, the pundits, the Democrats, etc., that makes you racist. But of course, that doesn't apply to the old white man, Joe Biden, for some reason, who did just that. Those are the words of Katanji Drown Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. I can't even say her name right. Oh, must be a racist. Oh, it's Joe Biden. <laughs> if you don't for me, you ain't black. Keep y'all in chains. Joe Biden, he gets a pass because he's a Democrat. So I can tell you the Democrats aren't serious when they hurl threats of racism because you just saw an example of how he got clapped. The black people at the church clapped for him in the middle of what was previously a racist thing of butchering a black name. Now, folks, uh, butchering the pronunciation of a black name. All right. I I hate having to do that, uh, but I got to do that on this platform. Sometimes just making a simple mistake like that, at least for me, can be detrimental. So I had to, we're not talking about uh, anything physical here. We're talking about mispronouncing someone's name. Speaking of name, I can tell you that Joe Biden is a creep and that uh, he likes to creep on young girls. But uh, I can just uh, show this to you because if a picture is worth a thousand words, video's got to be worth more than a thousand, right? And so many young people are going to do so much more and we were able to do. What's your name, honey? It's good to see you. Maybe I can have a picture with you before I leave, okay? Is that all right? <sighs> Joe, and of course, people just encourage it with the claps. Let's end with two more clips of Joe being Joe. The penultimate clip 
Joe lying yet again about how he was active in the black community as a youth. And then another clip of him yet again being mean-spirited and insulting to Republicans. Even though he's supposed to, as president, be, and he, according to his own words, bring everyone together and unify. Let's play the first clip uh, of the last two clips. I guess we should play. This is the penultimate clip. And once again, this is from the same Sunday talk at the uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. And let's say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. And he doesn't know that. Nobody knows that because it never happened. Joe Biden didn't go from mass to a black church, just like he wasn't involved in the civil rights movement as a young man, like he's claimed and has been debunked several times in the past. Now, folks, uh, I said I was going to show you one more clip. I'm going to show you two more clips. And this is from MLK Day, in which Joe Biden was at Al Charlatan's um, Action Network, also giving a speech for MLK Day. And, of course, uh, one of the things he had to do is show how hateful he is of his opponents in the Republican Party who don't want to just give him a blank check to just spend us, spend us, spend us, and deficit and borrow us to death. But so what? These guys are the fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't, they don't quite get it. And here is the final one I want to show you. Also from the uh, action, uh, the, the Al Charlatan, uh, excuse me, Al Sharpton uh, event on Monday. I'm going to get assault weapons banned. I did it once. I'm going to do it again. There's no social redeeming value. That wasn't me with bad audio editing. That was Joe Biden getting loud and cranky and screamy again. Because I can tell you that he hates the Second Amendment. And I can tell you he hates the reason for the Second Amendment. And I can tell you that he loves threatening people who oppose him. But let me just show it to you instead. Deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests out there. What the hell you need a assault? No, I'm serious. And ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. I mean, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the rationale for this. I had a whole other commentary that I had after that clip. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say any more than Joe Biden did. Let's just say that he knows the right quotes and the reasons for those quotes. And that is perhaps why he is so against the Second Amendment. Thanks for being here, folks. We'll be back uh, later today with more reporting. Appreciate you being here. Please like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out our sister channel and our other programs not here on YouTube. The links to all those things are down below. Ciao, goodbye.
God bless.